Hello, everybody. My name is Laurie Ann Smith, and I'm here with Donna Shear and Lee Roberts. And this is AU4H Radio. We are glad to be here tonight. And this is a very important show, very important topic. April is the National Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month, as well as the National Sexual Assault Awareness Month in the United States. And it kind of is around the world. I mean, most people know about it. So we always do something in April, and we'll be doing several things. Actually, we're doing many things uh, for Advocates United for Humanity. We have many uh, fundraisers going. We have our Community Kids Watch program, which is really focused on, um, you know, child abuse prevention, protection of children. So, you know, check us out. Check our website out. I'm glad to be here. And uh, hello, sissies. How are you? Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're still at it. We've been doing this for a long time. I know you you two have been advocating longer than I have. Um, I started about 2009, really, 2009. I know you guys were already going strong before that. And we, we worked together on many projects um, throughout the years, as well as our own advocating um, separately. So we've been really busy uh, trying to be a voice out here for the voiceless, trying to be just another voice to add to all the other voices out here. Um, you know, because yeah, we all have a voice. We all can get involved. If we wanna see change in the world, if we wanna see change in this world, it's gonna take all of us, right? So that's why we're doing this show here tonight. This is very, very important. And I like, I like as you've seen before on some of our shows and maybe listen to our podcasts, I'm a survivor of child abuse. Lee is also a survivor of child abuse and sexual assault. And so we, you know, we can talk about this firsthand. Um, Donna knows a lot about the stats, knows a whole lot about the, 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 the issues, has fought and, you know, worked to change the law with Connor's law and all sorts of different, um, you know, sort of things in the past, trying to get the laws changed. Um, so we've done a lot of work and we, we hope to be able to continue to do this. Like, like we always say, we'll, we'll do this to our dying breath. You know, we're always going to be working to protect children and to stop and prevent child abuse. And and why? Because we care. That's why. I don't know why there, why we have to have a reason why we would do this. Um, everybody on the planet should be doing this. Um, it would certainly be a better place to live if everybody was. Um, it's too bad that there's so many people out there hurting children. There's so many people out there sexually assaulting people, men and women and children. And we know this is wrong. So yeah, we need to speak up about it. We need to all get involved. So I'm glad to be here tonight. Me too. Yeah, this is the thing. We've been doing this for a long time. I've done, like, I, I sat back and I tried to think about how many blog talk radio shows I've done on child abuse and, and domestic I, violence I, and sexual assault stuff. It's got to be about 1,500 now, um, you know, over the years. And I, I really wanted to do more, but, you know, life kind of gets in the way, sort of. Uh, you know, but I just wanted to be, um, you know, a voice out there along with everybody else's, you know, saying, hey, if we want change in this world, we have to change it, you know, yeah, just to do. be, yeah, like just to be a voice of conscience, you know, to, for the world, say, hey, there's a lot of people out here speaking out against this stuff, and, you know, we're part of that change, you know, that positive social change which is so necessary. So tonight, that's our topic. And we're, you know, Don, I know Donna's got some stats, some updated stats, which will really shock you um, because of COVID-19. 
and you know we we're just going to have a discussion here. So glad to be here and be able to do this. And at the end of the month, everybody who's listening, we're going to be on April 27th. We got invited to speak with Hope Collaborative. It's the Riverside Family Services in California. Um, Stephanie contacted me from Hope Collaborative to see if I wanted to share my story and also to see if we wanted to do a webinar with Donna Shear, Lee Roberts, and to do this workshop. So it's gonna take place uh, online. It's a Zoom meeting and it's a webinar workshop. And it's um, April 27th at, well, I believe it's like four o'clock in the afternoon for me, um, but you can check yes. the times out. Yeah, so I, I did post that in the um, in our discussion section here on our AU4H radio um, YouTube page, but it's also on our website. You can check it out. You can also check it out on our Facebook links and stuff because it's going to be posted everywhere. But stay tuned for that if you want to sign up for that and be part of that. Um, you know, and share our stuff, you know, get it out there, right? You never know who may be listening to to what we're talking about, that it may be helpful for them or that it may um, encourage them, you know, to protect their children and to look out for the children around them and, you know, or to get involved, right? Because we need the younger generations to step up. And they are. There's a lot of young people who are stepping up to the plate and, you know, getting involved with uh, family services and, you know, child protection and changing the laws. And, but it is going to be this, it's going to have to be this next generation that takes this ball and keeps it rolling, you know, because that's what we've done for the generation before us that had created child abuse awareness. And we're talking about it when it was very unpopular to talk about. Now we're like, Hey, let's talk about it. We need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. It, it's funny, Lori, because um, I got started over 20 years ago at my son's school. And that was how I began advocating to begin with. But then I had a friend whose daughter was sexually assaulted. And I got in heavily involved then. And that was like in 2006, 2007. Um, back then, nobody was really speaking out or saying anything. And it's really weird because today we have so many people that come forward and they tell their stories and they speak out. And it's just, it's so weird. Like in the last 12 years, how much has actually changed more people are willing to come forward. That's, yeah, that's right. And that's why I believe that's why people are starting to realize that, Hey, we can talk about this. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. It was taboo. Yeah. Yeah. For so many years, child abuse was taboo. I mean, you couldn't even say child sexual abuse or people was offended. I can remember when I very first started and we would go to events or we would go to a book signing and we would have people and they would literally like look at you like, you know, I can't believe you're saying this out loud. How can you do this? How can you say this? How can you not? You know, that, that was always my question. How can you not? How can you not stand up for a child when you know that they're being abused or sexually assaulted? It just, to me, it doesn't seem right. But a lot of people, they just, you know, they, they turn a blind eye. I can't. I, I have too much of a voice. I'm. My sister says I'm very opinionated. And maybe I am. But that opinion has helped me over the last two decades <laughs> standing up for kids. So I'll, I'll keep with it <laughs> that's right and this is the issue it's 
you know, it's, it's well, it's because it's a very uncomfortable topic. Probably. It is. Um, it makes people really uncomfortable. And um, people think, well, because, you know, if they weren't abused and they don't know anybody personally, who, you know, who has come to them and, them and confided that they were abused or something, and they just don't happen to know anybody personally who was ever abused, they don't, it makes them uncomfortable. They think, why do I need to hear about this? Why, why yeah, is this you know, that's a very valid point that they feel uncomfortable, but how do you think the child feels? Yeah. If you're well, uncomfortable, how do you think that child feels keeping that secret of what's being done to them? This is it. And not only that, but I mean, you think about all the people out there that have no, no experience with abuse. Hopefully they haven't been abused. But the issue is, is they don't know that they don't realize that their own children and grandchildren are at risk because they believe that child abuse doesn't exist, you know? Um, in, in many people's minds, they really, like they see those headlines and they just can't believe that a person could do these things to a child. They actually won't even read it because it's too disturbing. Like I always say, I read those headlines and I don't pass them by because a child's been killed, murdered, or they're in the hospital and their lives mean something to me. It may yeah, not have made user, you know, or to the person who killed them, um, the murderer or whatever, but they matter, they matter to me, right? They, they matter to me, but when people say child abuse is ugly or I can't look at it, I can't read about it, I have to pass it by, by doing nothing, by not reading the articles, by not speaking out, by not being a voice, you're letting that kid suffer in silence. And mm -hmm. how do you think he or she feels knowing that this is being done to them either by a family me member, a stranger or an acquaintance and, and it's okay. Or a child goes home and is abused or locked in a closet or a cage. And we're just supposed to say, Oh, that happens once in a lifetime and it'll never happen again. You and I know that that happens every day, all day. No mm -hmm. one takes a holiday from abuse or violence. It happens every single day. It's not fair yeah. to that child. So I look at it like this as uncomfortable as I make people by speaking my, my piece, so to speak, or say, speaking out about, about child abuse, if, if they are that uncomfortable, how do you think that poor child feels? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's my point. You don't like it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to read about it. What about those poor little kids actually going through it on a daily basis? Yeah, I'm sure a child is a, a, a grown man or woman crawling in bed and sexually assaulting them. I'm sure no kid wants to be abused or beat or locked in a closet or starved. So mm. as uncomfortable mm. as it people feel, how do you think those poor kids feel? And I, I look at it from the point of the child. I don't look at it as the adult saying, oh, I screwed up. I made a mistake. That was discipline. Well, let me discipline you by beating you and locking you in a closet. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is it, right? I know in my in my mom's um, generation and her time of growing up, still there was that was something you didn't talk about any type mm -hmm. of abuse. It was you know you, you get past it, you you put it in a box in the closet, shut the door, lock it, whatever. But you just don't talk about it. Um, and it's our generation, you know, that's really bringing a lot of that to light. Um, mm -hmm. A lot more people, like you said, are speaking out and talking about the abuse, talking about mm -hmm. how to prevent child abuse. Um, and I think the advent, you know, the the internet is 
a big factor in that it, we're seeing a lot more cases being brought to light as well. And that's really mm -hmm. important. Um, the statistics, well, we know the numbers were never, they're never going to be um, even close to what they're saying. You know, you can say one in every so many kids will be abused, but it's, I mean, that's just the cases that are reported. That's and right. Know, um, that there are so many more out there. You know, when you're a child and you're being abused um, and when you're a teen and you're being when you're being gang raped um, at 14 years old um, and it's just you, you've got no voice. I had no voice. Wow. It's like I had nobody to talk with, you know, nobody to, yeah. to stand up for me. And yes, I had my mom. But again, in the time that she grew up, it was a lot of things were very uncomfortable to talk about. Um, and now as an adult and having gone through a lot of healing, um, I, I've started speaking out many years ago and, you know, I, I'm not going to stop, you know, no. not going to stop speaking out, not going to stop supporting kids and doing all I can to help protect them. And, you know, that's something right. that, <laughs> you know, everybody can, everybody can be a voice for these kids, you know, it's you just have to care. You have to care enough to be able to stand up and say, hey, that's not right. Um, you know, the scars that we're left with, whatever type of abuse or abuses that we lived through, um, there will be physical scars from those who have been beaten. Um, the, emotional, um, the emotional abuse leaves scars. The sexual abuse leaves scars. There are scars way deep down in us as survivors that that will be there for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. You can't see them, but they're there. And it also affects our mental health. Um, it affects the way we see the world, the way we see other people. Um, it deeply and drastically, it affects our relationships with absolutely everybody. And mm -hmm. if, if you're not if you have boundaries that are not respected as a child and you grow up being abused, you know, you don't have healthy boundaries. You don't know how to relate to other people to have healthy relationships. I and mean, for a long time, I didn't know what a healthy relationship was. I mean, mm -hmm. a very long time. Um, I am 60 years old. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel 60, but um, <laughs> you don't look 60. Before I became not an official advocate because I'm not getting paid. You know, my reward is helping other survivors and helping other children. Um, I started, I started advocating in some ways, you know, many, many years ago by, by keeping an eye out for other kids and by saying something, by picking up a phone and making a phone call. And, and then when I got through a lot of healing and, and, really connected with you two, um, my, my best friends and sister advocates here, Donna and Lori. Um, we did a lot, we've done a lot of advocacy work together. Um, you know, we're gonna keep keep going. We're, we're not stopping, we're not shutting up. We don't care if it's uncomfortable for you um, or anybody out there. What's the most important is the child, you know? Exactly. And speaking up for them. The statistics, are are exponentially greater for children who are deaf for the for 
um, child abuse in the deaf community and you know, so for other minorities, for blacks, for Latinas, for um, LGBTQ in, you know, in the community, the, the statistics are you know, far greater. And there was a lot, of, a lot of abuse that happened in a lot of residential schools. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot of um, deaf children were abused. And a lot of those cases are coming to light. You know, the horrific things that they have survived, it's just. Yeah, yeah. And nobody, uh, nobody should ever have to survive through anything like that. It's just horrific. You know, um, there's so many things that we can do. You know, there's something called, um, and this is part of something I've got from the Darkness to Light website, is what you, you be a safe adult. Um, and that's something that I was even before, you know, I, I read it on the website. There was a child a couple of years back here, and he was about 10 years old, and he was being bullied pretty, um, pretty bad from a group of kids. So I told him that my porch is a safe place. Uh -huh. If you are being bullied, if you need to get away, whether I'm home, if I'm not home, you come up on my porch, that is a safe space for you. That is a safe zone. It is a bully-free zone. It is an abuse-free zone. And, you know, we just, we need to get out there and, you know, be safe adults for these kids and say, hey, if you're experiencing any of this, you know, you can come to me, you can talk with me and, you know, we'll work at getting you the help that you need. You know, we'll get you support. We'll, we'll talk to somebody that can, you know, take this further, who can actually, you know, um, bring in resources to help the child and the family. So it's really, really important that we all stand together because that's the only way we're going to be able to stop this because it mm -hmm. is preventable. It is preventable, preventable, excuse me. Um, and being sexual assault awareness month as well. I mean, child is being abused. The, if someone's being sexually assaulted, it could be a child, you know? Um, so it's important that we talk about both of these and it's something we should be advocating for and every single day, not just having a month. Um, because a lot of times you have an event and people will talk about things and they'll get going and then um, the month is over. So you don't hear a lot more about it, but yeah. we, need to, we need to keep active. We need to keep our eye out for these kids. That's really it important. Is. Very it important. Is. Yeah. Well, this is just it. I mean, because we see the headlines, you know, um, like I said, I don't pass them by. I actually oh, read them. And heartbreaking though, Lori, because when, when you start reading Because them, I do that to honor that child. Or but, but they're heartbreaking. When you start reading them and you see what a kid's going through, I mean, to me, it literally breaks my heart because I think... You know, this child went through so much and it suffered in silence and nobody was its voice. And we know that from Anson. Nobody was that little boy's voice. And I think about that little boy every day. I never knew him. I met, never met him. I didn't even know what he looked like until I saw his picture in the newspaper. But his abuse and his death, yeah. I mean, it lays right in my heart because it's like he did not deserve that. No, he you know? didn't. And that's like, that's like child no sexual child. abuse. It, 
it is such a widespread problem. And mm -hmm. reports claim that every nine minutes, Child Protective Services are informed that a child has been sexually assaulted every nine minutes. Now you think of that. Yeah, that's insane. When you when you stop and you think about that, um, and how many children actually are being sexually abused in, in, in some way, um, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in our society, why we're not screaming about this um, and demanding much, much tougher penalty than sentencing because People know, abusers know, that even if they get caught, they're not going to do much the risk. Yeah, they may not do any time. Some of them don't. Um, there's been headlines out there where where we were reading years ago. And some of them stayed in my mind because they're so horrific. Where there was a uh, just for instance, this one I can't remember the girl's name, but she was about 12 years old, and the, and she so there was a there was a man and his son who held this girl against her will in their garage and raped her for like, I don't know how, like a month or two months or something like that. Well, they finally got busted, but nothing was done. They actually got no time. They were not sentenced to any time whatsoever. You know, you just wonder how many other children they did that to. You know, this is not okay. Um, no this stuff isn't, it's not okay. And we're just willing to say it. <laughs> There's a lot of people yeah. out there who probably feel the same way we do, right? And they probably think, yeah, it's not okay, it's not okay, but they were so afraid to say it out loud. And it's like, oh, what are people gonna think if I say, you know, if I, if I, if I join the fight and start posting on my wall, you know, to stop child abuse? what are people going to think of me? You know what I mean? It's like, well, people should be happy to know somebody like you for doing that. But Lori, look at the feedback we get. Look at the feedback we get from people. You, if, if I personally post something about child abuse on my personal page, so to speak, you hardly get anyone to comment on it or to say anything. The few people that do, they'll say, oh, that's such a shame. That's a one-time instance. That doesn't happen here. We know mm -hmm. it happens every single day. So then is after they comment and they say, oh, it's a shame this happened, then I go down and I let them know that this happens every single day and I can show them a hundred headlines from each day. Mm -hmm. But people don't, they don't want to see it. And I know child abuse is ugly. I've, I've seen it firsthand. I, I know what these people go through. I know what these children go through. But if we don't become a voice, we don't speak out and we don't say something, aren't we really part of the problem? Yeah. That's right. Because we're not, we're not part of the solution. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so there's, there's, there's really no middle of the road by, by, by not saying anything and not speaking out. You're saying it's okay. It's kind of yeah. like, um, you know, it's like it's like that old saying: if you see evil and you don't call it evil, that's evil. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, exactly. Because yeah, I mean, this is wrong. This our our society is very sick, and I'm not talking about just North America. I'm talking about the worldwide situation, and it always has been. Um, you know, 
children are not put here on this planet to be abused in no. any way, shape, or form. And I don't care what that is. <laughs> I don't care yeah. if it's physical abuse, verbal, emotional, psycholo psychological abuse, sexual abuse, religious abuse, you know, spiritual abuse. Children are not put here on the planet to abuse, right? And they're not somebody's toy to sexually use. And they're not somebody's punching bag. And they're, they're not somebody, you know, this is, in, this is all so incredibly wrong, you know? And people, you know, I mean, I was abused as a child. My, even members of my family, because they don't, they're so in denial. They don't even, they don't care what I'm doing. Like, they're just like, whatever, you know what I mean? My parents were brought up on child abuse charges, if that tells you anything. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? My brother was beaten up badly by my dad. Bad enough that the, the, the nurses phoned the police and the police got involved. And I mean, they didn't remove us from the home because they didn't consider it to be life-threatening. Mm. So yeah, it was abuse, but they just they just didn't consider it to be life-threatening. But they didn't they didn't care that it was life-threatening. You know what I mean? My dad was yeah. always threatening to kill us. My mom was always threatening to kill me. <laughs> And the issue is, is like, you know, there's so many people that are in so much denial. It, you know, the stats are what they are. But generally, like, what is it? One in four boys, one in four girls, one in five boys or something like that. Or one in four and one in six, something like that. It's way too many, you know. Like we were saying before, if you're sitting at a table of 10 people, you know, probably one or two at least will have experienced some type of abuse as a child. Yeah. That's insane. You know what I mean? That tells you how really messed up our world is that people think it's okay to abuse children and they always have some sort of an excuse for it. Just like that. Uh, we were talking the other day, Donna, and I don't know if Lee was in another conversation, but yeah, I think she was. This was, you were mentioning the fact that that one woman, I can't remember her name. Um, because I don't care about that woman. The world is very messed up and it's her. getting worse. It, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It like that mother, that mother who, who who dumped her child out in the wall in a store parking lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's no justification for that. You can't say, "Oh, she's just mentally ill or, you know, she just didn't she couldn't handle having that child, so she just she just had to run him over with her car and he was, and then she went back and he wasn't dead. So she ran him over again to make sure that he was dead. Now, how sick and twisted do you have to be to do something like that? Exactly. You know, it's and not the okay. sad part is, is she put his dead body in the car, took him home and her and her, it was either her boyfriend or husband, fiance, whatever. Um, they threw his body in the river and the next morning and then reported him missing. So yeah. how sad is that? How sick is that? It's, it's just not okay. It's not okay. See, and this is the issue. Um, there, There's help for people. You don't have to kill your children. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I'm abusing my children. I don't want to be abusing my children. You don't have to. You can get help. You know, like my parent, my parents did not have to abuse me and my six other siblings. They could have easily just let us go. And we would we have a 
had a better life in foster care or whatever, or if we had been adopted out or whatever, the chances are, you know, some of us may have, some of us may not have, because abuse exists in foster care and it also exists in, in adopted families too. But the issue is, is we would have had a chance to have a better life. Yeah. You know, you don't have to kill There's your There's a lot of people though who are who are abusing their kids, you know, those who are abusing their kids, they were like, it's my kid, I'll do what I yeah do well please. You know, that's their attitude. And so they're not, they don't even want help. They don't think they've got a problem. They, it's, this is my kid. It's none of your business. There's a lot of education that still needs to happen. Um, and a lot of awareness still needs to be created and a yeah. willingness for people to learn and to speak up. Because if you don't speak up, you are part of the problem. You exactly. are part of the problem. What I'm grateful for is when my son was small, and, you know, we always had an open line of communication. Nothing was off limits. Absolutely anything he could ask me, anything, you know. And he, he, he turned to me one day, we were watching TV, and he was about eight years old, seven years old. And seven or eight is when AIDS first came, you know, to the forefront and in, in the news and there was a commercial on about AIDS and he turned to me and he says, mom, he said, what's AIDS? You know, and we got into a discussion. I answered him. But from then on, I mean, he asked me anything. He's 40 years old going on 41 and he's still, you know, awesome. different things. We have some interesting conversations. Um, nothing is off topic. There's no judgment. No, you know, it's, and sometimes, you know, they just need someone to listen to them. And I did, you know, my mom was very supportive. It's just that, you know, went to the family doctor and it's like, you know, said I had an irritation. Um, the, the doctors back then as well didn't really, I don't think they really understood or knew a lot about abuse. I don't know. I'm not sure what was with the medical community back then. There's there's still some in the medical community today that, you know, that have that have attitude. Great knowledge. but they, you know, there is greater awareness. What gets me is in, you know, we have a lot more cases coming to light. We're having a lot of kids that have been homeschooled throughout the, um, the past year, throughout 2020, throughout the yeah. COVID pandemic. And there's a lot of abuse that has been caught um, on Zoom or via Zoom. Um, uh -huh. What's unfortunate is that children have witnessed this as they were in class. They've witnessed another student, you know, someone they know uh, being abused. Terrible. So it's just, Terrible. it is, it's getting so much worse. But, you know, we all need to stand up. We all need to stand up. We all need to speak up, be a voice for these kids. Um, That's right making calls you can be a, you can make an anonymous call you can make mm -hmm. an anonymous call do something don't just stand idly by turn your head it's not my problem not my kid um i i think i saw something but i'm not really sure so i'm i'm not going to call you know mm -hmm. pick up the phone make a phone call you can file a report online or you can get a hold of you know any agency you know we could even help you, AU4H, we can help you, yeah. you, know, you can email us, um, yeah. and we can help you walk through the process, we can make the help you and make the report, but but do something, you know, because you might be the only one, yeah. and your actions could help save a child's life, 
You never know. Never know. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Be that one person that makes that call that saves that child's life. Yes. And you know, if a call made in good faith is is there's no harm in that. So if there's no abuse going on and and they, they do investigate and they find out there was there is no abuse, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you suspect it, you you may be the only one to make that call and save that child's life. So this is the issue. I and you know Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I had someone contact me recently and say about a little boy and how he was being mistreated. And we went through and we filed the report and there was no um, physical abuse, but there was mental abuse of the way she mm -hmm. was treating him. So I actually got to meet with a girl and have a conversation. And she's like, this kid and, you know, and I don't want the little blanker and, I literally said right to her, I said, you signed the papers. I'll take him. I, I, he was four years old. I said, Aww. I'll take him. He actually reminded me of my one grandson. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll take him. Well, no, that's the only effing way I get any money, she said. She didn't want the child, but she wouldn't part with him because she didn't want to give up the money. Mm -hmm. Isn't that sad? That's a lot of the cases. Um, you know, people will hang on to the children because it means money and that's just pathetic but that's true and it's it's not okay you know what i mean um that's what i'm saying children are not put here for people to abuse and like what lee was saying lee was saying you know the children um you know um oh i just lost my train of thought <laughs> i do that <laughs> I do that sometimes. Don't feel bad. <laughs> well, this was going to be really important too. Um, where but was no, I going with that? But I sometimes really people. Oh, they, you know that people that people will. You know, I had it, but it it, it was there, and it, it's if it comes back, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people see kids as only a paycheck, and and that's yeah. sad. I mean, I I see little kids in it. I think, oh my God, they're so sweet and what you can do for them. And you, with my own grandchildren, I spoil them to the point where my daughter and my son's like, enough, mom, stop, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And then you have little kids that people don't even want and they don't, they don't love, they don't show them no appreciation or no kindness. And it's, it's hard to me, it's heartbreaking because my heart goes out to them because I feel so sorry for little kids because I've seen, we live in a rural area, very small town. And I, and when you see it firsthand, it's, it's sad and it, it's heartbreaking. And like I said, I did, I told her right out, I said, I'll take him. And she's like, no, he's my effing ride. I get food stamps and a paycheck. And, <laughs> and it's like, that's the only reason why you want this little boy is for a paycheck and food stamps. Yeah. It's just so, so sad. So sad. Um, you know, you don't like, and that's my main point is that children are not put here to abuse. No. They're not, you know, my mom used to say, you know, it's my, oh, that's what I was going to say. Lee was saying, you know, some people say, oh, well, I'm the parental figure, so it's my right. I can do whatever I want to, to my child. That was my mom's attitude. That's kind of my dad's attitude too, but my mom used to actually say it. She would say, it's my right to kill you if I want to. And she's like oh my bashing God. my head in and beating me. You know, she'd be like, I could kill you. It's my right. And I'd be like, 
you know, after a while, I was like, go ahead, you know, because I wanted to be dead, right? So the issue is, is like, that's really sad and that's pathetic and it's wrong. And then for other people who knew about that the is, abuse, that's heartbreaking. Say, you know, children are a gift from God. They are a gift from God for us to love, to cherish, to raise. Right. And yeah. You know, I don't understand. I just don't understand how anybody can hurt a child. I don't. I don't think no, I, I don't ever will, you know? No. No. Even though I, I was abused as a child, I can't understand how a person could do these things to a child. No. And how, how you could think that's okay and justify that, you know, that what you did, that child deserved that. It's like that one that we always go back to, that headline where that little boy took that dinner roll oh, off yeah. the stove and his dad tortured him for tied him to the living room chair or something and tortured him for three days and he died and it's like because he took a dinner roll you know my mom bashed my head in and, and, and caved my head in and i was laying in a pool of my own blood because i didn't want to eat the soup that she made for lunch <laughs> if anybody comes if anybody comes to my home the the refrigerator's open to all they i always say to them help yourself because if you don't you're either going to starve or thirst because i'm not your maid i can't even imagine saying to a little kid you know i'm going to tie you to this chair and i'm going to beat you and kill you because you know you took a dinner roll or we also did a story years ago about a muffin it was similar where the little boy took a muffin and he was abused for yeah. a week and killed or um another one um was in Pennsylvania where the little boy took something off the stove to eat and the mother and boyfriend tied him and hung him upside down and they beat him until he died. Yeah. I mean, I just, over food, over, over food. Yeah. I mean. And people say, well, we, that's just discipline. We were just that's disciplined. Not discipline. That's not okay. You know, that is not okay. Um, you know, where people get off thinking that this stuff is okay is beyond me. It's not okay. And over, food, you know, over a spilt drink. I yeah. Mean, things oh, yeah. That, you can easily yeah. clean up a drink. I mean, heck, we I, I know for myself, I mean, I I've knocked over so many so many drinks. It's you know, it's like I, I've there was a child once that um and that spilled a drink and just I mean you see the look of panic on their face. Like they're going to be beaten and like, it's a drink. You just spilled something. It's okay. You know, we can pick it up. It's no big deal. Um, mm -hmm. That was, that was many years ago, but um, it just, it breaks my heart. My yeah. mom, when we were growing up, I mean, she had six of us kids and it was, she was work nights. She was an amazing mom. Um, she spent one-on-one -on -one time with us. It may not have been a full day. It may not have been more than an hour or two, but she had that one-on-one -on -one time with each of us, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with me, then, you know, my other sisters and my brothers. And, you know, she spent some quality time just, just talking or, or going to lunch or whatever we wanted to do. You know, she was, she was incredible. I, I really miss her. And my heart is, it's so sad for, you know, those like Lori who've not experienced that love, you know? Yeah, no, I have no idea. I no, really. But I have no idea what it would be. Like, you know? 
talk about because it. Because kids yeah. deserve to be loved. And you carry this child in, in your in your womb for nine months and you give birth. And how can you not love that child? How can you not love them? Yeah, things for me, stressful. Things do get stressful. You know, when you can't sleep through the night because the baby's got colic. I mean, I was very, very colicky. And so mom did a lot of walking and rocking. She started <laughs> rocking me when I was a baby and I never stopped because I catch myself, you know, when I'm stressed, I catch and I'm doing the rocking thing. Sometimes it's side yeah. to side, but more it's, you know, um, but you know, she was, she was amazing. Um, and people are just killing kids because, you know, they wouldn't stop crying. Well, he's a kid, you know, it's a baby, yeah. you know, they, that's how they get your attention. You know, maybe teething, may have a dirty diaper, might be hungry, maybe colicky, maybe just needing some attention. And just mm -hmm. because, you know, and a lot of it, it's not always, you know, the mom's boyfriend, because we know women can be abusers too. Yes. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of stories that was like, you can pick out, well, the boyfriend of the mom was babysitting the kid and he was playing his game or he was doing something and that baby wouldn't stop. It wouldn't be quiet. So, I mean, you, you know, next thing you know, you got shaken baby syndrome and well, I don't know what happened. Well, I got upset because, you know, he or she wouldn't be quiet and I was trying to do this, you know, I just yeah. I think that's why I stayed single. I was a single mom, you know, after the first year, you know, when my son was a year old, I, um, I got away from his father because there was a lot of abuse there towards me, not towards my son, but, um, but I just stayed single. You know, I really did. There was no way I was, I did get married a couple of times in the interim, but I mean, but it just, it didn't work out. I didn't stay with somebody very long because I'm like, okay, my son with one person was acting like, I mean, he didn't like this guy. So I'm like, okay, sorry. You know, I got to go. He doesn't like you. <laughs> and I got this look like, what are you kidding me? Kind of, you know, look back, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? My kid's more important. Exactly. More important oh. than anything in this world. Um, this I'll just, I don't understand how, you know, people can stay with someone who their kid doesn't like, or, you know, I know that we, we crave companionship sometimes. And, and yes, my life is lonely. I get lonely sometimes. I do. But, you know, what's more important? Your child? What's What was more important? My needs are my child's, you know. And a lot of people don't really, don't put their kids first, you yeah. know. And they'd yeah, rather have somebody in their yeah. life that's not healthy, that's not good, that's not good with their kid. Um, and that's, I've seen a lot of cases like that, you know, with the boyfriends and young, and there were, a lot of them were younger, you know, 19, 21 in their twenties, you know, mm -hmm. have no patience for anything. Yeah. Not mature enough to be I've raising a child, you know, and, yeah. you know, no concept that that child is a living human being that deserves to to be looked after and taken care of and loved and nurtured, you know, it's, it's not okay. Um, and it's not just young people who abuse children. My parents were abusing their children for many, many years 
older, younger. Um, <laughs> so it's not just, we're not just picking on the young people here. Um, there's some good young parents out there. So the issue is, is that sometimes people do have children at a very young age, or they're just not quite ready for it and not mature enough to be raising these children. But you don't have to kill the child. You can always give up. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's, that's the thing. I just can't believe that somebody would, would think that it's an option to kill their child when all they have to do is make a phone call and say, look, I don't want to hurt my child. I don't want this child. Somebody's going to have to take this child. The child at least will have a better chance out there in foster care. I mean, or, you know, an adoption agency or whatever. Some and people complain about that because, you know, that's not perfect either. We know abuse happens in foster, foster care situations. Sure it does. Happens institutionally. Abuse happens wherever there's children, right? So, I, you know, that's why when, when you know, I had, old, what options did I have growing up in an abusive home? We're going to talk about this, you know, at the end, um, uh, at the end of the month when we're doing this Hope Collaborative webinar workshop, I'm going to talk about my story. But the thing is, is, you know, I mean, foster care, hit the streets, it all seemed like more abuse to me. I was already being abused, and I thought, you know, if I end up in a foster care situation and be abused by others anyway, I didn't trust any adults, not any adults whatsoever. Um, but the thing is, is I, I, I would have had a better opportunity. I would have had the chance to, to have an actual um, foster parental situation where they may have actually treated me really well and loved me. And, and taught me how to love myself and how to not want to die and want to commit suicide and how to take care of myself. You know, you, you, you don't have to kill your children. You can give them up. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for this. There's no excuse. And that's why I, I'm willing. And that's why, because I was abused as a child. So I have every, every right to do this. You, I'm going to hold the whole world accountable. Because there's no excuse for child abuse. There's not. No. Not. There's no excuse. You can't say, oh, well, they were just, they were angry. Oh, they were tired. They were, they were stressed. Oh, they were mentally ill. Oh, they just didn't want the child. So they killed it. No, there's no excuse for abuse whatsoever. Yeah. Whether you kill a child or you just beat on them regularly like myself, you know, and mistreat them and, you know, allow them to be sexually abused. I mean, this is not okay, right? And so, you know, um, I actually feel compelled to be a voice for all of those people out there who cannot speak out. The children whose voices were silenced because they were murdered for the many thousands of years previous to this year. <laughs> we're talking going back since time began. You know, I'm glad that we are a voice you know, Donna and Lee and myself and all these other people out here, you know, who are willing to stand up and say, this is wrong, folks. This has got to stop. Because if we don't and we all shut up and go and just do our thing, there will be no awareness and it will continue on and on and on. It has to stop. And there has to be people willing to stand up for what is right. And that's the rights of a child. Children have rights. They have the right to life. They have the right to an abuse-free life. They actually have a right to be to grow up in a home in a loving, caring, nurturing environment. They really do. They that's do. actually one of their, that's one of their rights. 
And this is why I'm I'm gonna uh, we we are gonna keep speaking out always always we're not going away <laughs> just so yeah. everybody knows you know what I'm saying because I only have so much time left on the planet like everybody else none of us know how long we have and I you know I thought until my dying day I'm going to be a a, a voice out here for people for for the children who were killed and murdered. You can't speak out, and I'm going to be a voice for those who are who, who are still alive but can't speak out, because many people can't for fear of their lives and other situations. And then I'm going to be a voice for those who just can't speak out because it's just too unspeakable and they just can't do it. And so I'm glad to be a voice, and so I know that we all are. We we're yeah. glad to be a voice. You know that's why we do this. I mean, that's you know we we want to talk about other things too, but April being the the National Child Abuse Awareness Month, as well as Sexual Assault Month. You know, it's so important that we it is. do get involved and, and speak out. And my books are, my books, not just for this month, but my books that I wrote are all the proceeds are going to um, Advocates United for Humanity. They're going to the Community Kids Watch program. They're going to they're gonna help fund that. And that's in, in memory of Anson Stover. Who was murdered, a little boy who lived in Donna's community. And, you know, it's just horrific. I'm so glad to be able to do that. That makes me extremely happy. And so I hope that people will will donate to that program and because it's it's a great program, community kids watch program. Get involved. You can be a community kids watcher, watching out for the kids around you. We all can, right? And you know. As far as sexual assault goes, adults are sexually assaulted too. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it being the, you know, April being sexual assault awareness month, I mean, it's so important to, to, you know, look out for people in your community, man. And realize that this is happening every day. And like, you know, it just if goes someone on had just on spoken on. up, he would still be here today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anson Stover. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so, so sad. That was needless, absolutely needless. This was the these children that die from the abuse. I mean, abuse is horrific. I survived, you know, we survived. We, we survived. But the thing is, is like there's so many children who won't. And no. there's, you know, there's 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 no reason to do that to a child. Just make a phone call and tell somebody you can't cope. And you don't want to if you're if you're listening to this and like I said, and you you're hurting your children or your family, you know, you don't have to do that. There's no shame in making that phone call and saying, you know, I can't cope. I don't want to hurt my family. I don't want to hurt my children. What do I do? What can I do? And if it means giving them up to have a better life, then do it. Don't kill them, you know. Um, my dad, actually, my mom was always threatening to kill me and used to say that it was her right to kill me as she was beating on me. And, you know, just horrific. My dad actually tried to kill me, me and my sister one time. Um, my dad was actually suicidal and abusive man and actually tried to drive me and my sister over a cliff with him in the car. And he was always talking about killing us and killing me, killing our, killing our mother, killing all the children. And, you know, this is not okay. Right now. It's not okay. If you don't want your children, don't kill them. Don't beat on them. Don't verbally, sexually assault them. Don't 
don't abuse them. Just give them up so that yes. they can possibly maybe get a better, have a better chance for a better life. Right? Yes. Right. yes. So, yeah, I, you know, if I could do it all over again, seriously, if I could, I, I would have been a judge. <laughs> I would have been a judge. I'd have been there sitting in the docket because I'd have been a child abuse judge and I would have been busting those people and, and, and seriously busting them. And, you know, I, I, you know, there wouldn't be much mercy because those people who abuse children, we're talking torture and maim children, beat them, sexually abuse them, rape them. We're call, we're, we're, let's call it what it is. It's rape. It's child rape. rape. It's sodomy. It's, it's, it's sexual abuse. It's horrific, right? I know because I'm a survivor myself. And so the issue is, is there was no mercy. There's no mercy to for these children that are going through this right now. No. Where's the mercy? No, mercy's not being shown to them, and they're gonna die. Right. So so yeah, I would love to be able to do this all over again. Come back and sit there in, in as a judge and say, you know, you didn't show that child any mercy or those children any mercy. So I don't see how this court can show you any mercy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> because this is what I'm saying, and you know. Where is the outcry? Where is the social public outcry? There's none. The world's just like, whatever. That's why I get so upset. We, we recently out here in Florida, um, and this is sick of me, because we find them in, in positions of power too. Um, yeah. There's a Florida elementary teacher and it was um, down in the South Florida area, Palm Beach County, um, and 28 years old, he was arrested on felony charges of soliciting sex with a minor, traveling to meet a minor for sex. I saw and that. The minor's age wow. was two years old. Two years old. Two years old. Yeah. That's, that's a toddler. That's a that's baby. Disgusting. That's just... That's I not. Know, a, I got so angry reading that. I wanted to throw up. You know, mm -hmm. it's just. But the tough sentences we need. We need to enforce laws that are the good laws that are on the books already, and need to change laws so that the perpetrator gets time, and not just a slap mm -hmm. on the hand or you know don't do mm -hmm. that again. You know you're wear a monitor and you know just check in and um but it's, it's ridiculous i mean the punishment will never fit the crime no, no. not when it comes to, to child abuse it will never fit the crime never they should um my my thoughts are they should spend the rest of their life in prison um yeah i, mean, I agree because you those abusers I'm also I'm, I'm not really a proponent for the death penalty, but in cases like that, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, too, it's the death penalty. Um, you hurt a child. You hurt a child like that. Um, and I know that God is the ultimate judge. When you hurt a child, you don't deserve to live. You know, you I just, just don't. 
Yeah, I cannot, like my mind, I, you know, because I I'm think- seeing, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more, I'm getting more and more alerts um, for offenders that are not just in the area, but but offenders that are coming from other states. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? And I, I look at their sheets and I look at the charges and um, it's just, it's just almost unbelievable, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And people, people, um, your average everyday, normal everyday citizens don't have a clue that no. this, these people are out there paroling your neighborhoods, looking for your children and looking yeah. for any child who's vulnerable, who seems to be alone. Nobody's watching, you know, they can easily get a hold of that child, grab that child, sexually assault that child, kill that child. You know, sometimes they do. Those who are those who and, are abused end up with lifetime sentences. That's right. So they've got to they've got to deal with the mental health with with any possible physical stuff. physical um, issues from you know the, the abuse that they suffered, but they've also got mental health issues, PTSD. Their mm -hmm. you know, depression, the anxiety, um, there's so much that, that mm -hmm. they have to deal with because they will never truly heal completely. Mm -hmm. There will always yeah. be healing that, you know, we'll be doing for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We've yeah. been given a lifetime sentence. Yeah. And they need to be given one too. That's what I think. Life for life. You know what I mean? Because... Yes. The impact of trauma is, is monumental. That's right. I think there'd be a whole lot less people killing children, sexually abusing children, beating children. If, if they knew that if they were found guilty in court of law, you know, with witnesses, you know, whatever, I mean, that totally found guilty that they were going to do a life sentence, I think there'd be a lot less child abuse going on and a whole lot less sexual assault. Yes. People wouldn't want to spend the rest of their lives behind bars, you know. Um, but see, now all they do is they get a couple of years of slap on the wrist, and sometimes they get off for time served. You know, they don't even do two months. Lori, look you at know. Ronald Saunders with Connor, Con mm -hmm. little Connor Brassus, two years old. In Kentucky, yeah. child abuse by death or death by child abuse was not a um, considered a violent crime. And it's it took insane. five years of fighting to get it to change the law that if you kill a child violently, that it's a violent crime. And the whole time that we were going through the process, I kept saying, how do you abuse and kill a child the way he did because he tortured that little boy? How can you tell me that what he did to him was not violent? There is no one on this planet going to change my mind that he did not suffer. But yet yeah. they did not consider it a violent crime. And he served, I think it was like less than five years. He got time served. Then he got out of jail or prison and he turned right back around. Within two weeks, he burned another girlfriend's child with a curling iron. He went back to jail. I mean, he, he never learned a lesson, but there a little boy, two years old, was tortured and killed. And it wasn't a violent crime. It, ha it had to be fought to be a violent crime. Yeah, this Our is what I'm saying. Or you yeah. take baby Tisa. 
take baby Alyssa. She was literally beat to death and she died in her car seat while going through the drive-thru at McDonald's because of her aunt that was taking care of her. And mm -hmm. the aunt got 45 days for killing a child, 45 days. Now you think about that. That's right. This is what I'm saying. People know that they're, they can kill a child. There, there's, there, there's not going to be any really repercussions. You know what I mean? It's like no big deal. You can go out and pop out some more kids and kill them too. But this is not okay. And that's why, you know, people people sit there and they kind of probably think, you know, oh, this one drives me crazy always talking about child abuse. But the issue is, is you know, I don't care. I don't either. I don't care because there has to be that little voice that says, it's wrong. You know, when is the world going to wake up to the fact that it's wrong to abuse a child? It's wrong to sexually assault anybody. I don't care who it is. See, our this world's got to change. And if there aren't voices standing up and saying, "This is wrong. This seriously needs to stop," yeah. then it's then then it's going to go away. The only reason why child rights got going in the first place was because there were a few people, a very few people, who started actually making note that children were being mistreated. And this happened in England back in the 1800s and it was late 1800s and it was I one of them was about that. yeah one of them he wrote uh, oliver twist um what's his name the guy that wrote oliver's twist charles um yeah who wrote oliver i'm not yes, sure yes. yes he had a column he used to write for a newspaper charles dickens and he wrote in england back in the 1800s he wrote a column in the newspaper and it was he was just a new author. he was like a new journalist and he was young and he started noting how the children were being treated at these workhouses and how there were all sorts of uh, children's um you know children who were being just beaten and tortured and you know killed and nobody cared about these children and he started to actually write this story all over twist and he would he would put it in this in, he would do it uh, a piece at a time in in the paper and pretty soon before you know it, he had a lot of people reading it and following what he was what he was writing about because they started to notice too and they were like, hey, you're right. We started to see, we see this, we see this is going on. Why, why, why aren't we saying something? You know what I mean? Like, why is the world not doing something? He's one of the very first people that ever spoke out and actually got a, a, a movement of people to change the laws to get child rights in place. He's one of the very first people to do it. So, you know, hey, so Donna, Lee, myself are just out here along with everybody else. <laughs> and we're saying it's wrong. It needs to stop. Children have rights. They don't, they have the right to not be abused. And every single time that a person abuses a child, and we're talking anything that hurts and harms a child is child abuse. Let's get that straight. And also if it's something that's intended to hurt and harm the child, and it's and it's done um, systematically. They're always doing it. They're trying to destroy that child, whoever these people are. That's child abuse. So now that we've figured that one out, it's wrong. So child abuse is it's against the law, first of all, and it needs to be spoken about. We need to keep this from getting shoved back under the carpet because that's the whole issue. These people that got these child rights going in the first place, like Charles Dickens and all these people that actually started speaking out about what they saw going on around them, what's happening to children, they got this going. 
And we're here in 2021, still sitting here saying, come on, people, let's do something. This has got to change. You know what I mean? So, yeah, use your voice. If you're a young person and you're listening to this and you can get involved, get involved. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you're anybody else and you, you, you have children and, and you, you want to protect your children, find out how to protect your children. You know, there, you know, visit our website. We've got lots of resources, tons and tons of information there about child abuse, about bullying, about domestic violence. You name it. It's all there. Check out our website. It's au4hweebly.com. Uh, um, is that what it is? au4h.weebly.com. Okay. And um, we, well, we'll, the links will be in the description. But anyway, for anybody who's listening on the podcast, you know, be sure and get involved with any group even if you don't want to get involved with ours doesn't matter whatever get involved with some group who's working to change the laws and who's working to get this information out to people because we want to save children's lives it's i don't you know tonight we're not going to be able to help those children tonight who are going to die no because no one's going to make a phone call no one's going to get that child some help or those children some help and they're going to die. And you know that all those emergency room, ER, those ER uh, emergency room personnel that work at all those hospitals and stuff, who actually, when those children are brought in, in the body bags, you know that they sit there every night and they know that, that, that they're going to see some of those. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be like, why? 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 It's senseless. It, there's no reason for this. And you know, so, yeah, we can't help these kids out here tonight who are going to die, right? No. But, but we can all change this for the future, for the future generations coming. That's why we're kind of, we sort of want to be like, a, almost like the little, the hornet that goes around and stings people in the ass, you know what I mean? To say, look, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't care if you don't like what we're doing and we don't care if you don't like, I don't care personally if somebody likes me or not. I really don't, I don't give it, I don't care. Because I'm out here to make change, and I'm not here for a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want to make as much noise as possible to help save children's lives. Because I don't know how much time I have. None of us do. No. Right? And so, yeah, use your voice. It's so important. Get involved. Right? Lori, you know my oldest grandson. <laughs> You know, my oldest grandson. Mm -hmm. Well, he said to me the other day, Graham, why do you do what you do? Why do you fight for kids? And I said, because it's wrong for people to hurt little kids or abuse little kids. Or some people do some really bad things to little kids. And he's a little guy, so I didn't want to go into too much detail. Well, he found our YouTube channel. And he's like, you guys really care about kids. And I said, we do. And he said, well, Graham, why do people hurt kids in the first place? I said, baby, I, I don't know. He said, well, why don't you know? And it's like, if, if I knew the answer, I would change the world, <laughs> you know, but I'm yeah. trying to explain to a little boy. I, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to explain to him, you know, that there's just people out there that hurt kids. And he's trying to figure out why, because. He, he, he knows nothing about abuse. He knows nothing about violence. Yeah, thank God. 
you know, yeah, yeah. But it was funny because <laughs> just the way he said it, because he like he was so innocent. I guess that's what got me the most is he was so innocent about it. The way he said, you know, well, why why do people hurt kids? And well, why don't people love kids like you love me? And I said, baby, I don't know. That's the million dollar question. If I had the answer, I said I would solve all the problems in the world. <laughs> but I thought he is so little and yet he gets it. But yet there's adults out there and, and they don't they don't get it. No, no. Well, these are I mean, I, I try to sit there and try to think, who are these people that kill these children, and abuse these children? You know, they're, they're messed up. You know, what yeah, I mean? they have to be. Yeah. You have to be. How can you think that that's okay to do to a child? It's just not okay. I knew in my parents' case, they were both mentally ill, both psychologically unwell, and both abused as children, which didn't give them any excuse because they knew what it was to be abused, and then they went on to abuse their children. So this is wrong. But, you know, it's it's not an excuse. It's not okay. You know what I mean? Some people say, well, you know, uh, you know, it's not true that all children who who were abused will then go on to abuse their children. My sister broke the cycle. Um, there's been many people. I, I didn't have children because I was made barren by CSA child sexual abuse. There you go. You're piss off. But anyway, so the issue is, is, you know, my sister broke the cycle. It can be done. Not everyone who is abused as a child will abuse you know, their children. And But the issue is some people use it as an excuse. Oh, well, they were abused as a child. So they didn't know any better. Give me a break. If you were abused as a child, you would know how hard and how 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 much it hurts to be abused as a child. And you would yeah. Never why would you put another kid through that? No, you wouldn't. It's hatred in their heart. I knew from my parents um, because my abuse was parental. Both of my parents were my abusers, and I knew it was just hatred in their heart. They were they didn't want this large family that they had. They hated each other, and instead of divorcing and letting the kids go to foster care, they just decided to make each other's lives hell. You know, and so this is what a lot of people do. They settle for help and they all oh, yeah. and the ch children pay the price for that. And that's not okay. Um, our society, like I say, our society, I'm talking about the world, not just North America. <laughs> I always have to throw that in there because some people might <laughs> think I'm just talking about North America. I'm talking about people on the planet. This is really messed up. This is not okay. And you know, where, why? I don't understand why there's not an outcry, why people are not making a big deal about this. You know, every single um, person who, like those stars, those really famous people out there who actually have a lot of public sway, they could be making so much noise about this. I see that all the time. And, you know, they don't care because they just want to make their millions. You know, it's kind of like, why would I want to do that? then nobody would follow me and I wouldn't make my millions. You know what I mean? And it's when, like, you know. When little Anson passed away, I had shared a post and it was um, a picture of him in the newspaper. And we lit the candles that night in his memory. And we let him, I let mine burn for a week and then it burned out. But um I posted on Instagram. It was his picture with the candles. And I said about lighting a candle for Anson and, you know, um, and his memory and, and let's stop child abuse. And I tagged people that could really make a difference in one post, one word, one comment. Not one of those people responded. Not one newspaper, not one magazine, one, not one celebrity, 
I don't care if they were a basketball player, a singer, an actress, a dancer, none of them responded in any way. And I thought, you know, just one word, you could change everything. One comment, you could change the way people do. You could use your platform for so much good, but you won't. Yeah. You'll use it to yeah. make money and you'll use it to make fame and to put yourself, um, you know, on this pedestal, but you will not use it to help little kids that are suffering in silence. That's being abused and raped. Yeah, I just That's right. I, I I will never understand. Yeah, it's just it's really really sad. It really is, and that's why I mean, there's, you know, we, uh, you know, there are people that do care. So we know that there's <laughs> we're, 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 we're good people. Here. I mean, we, we know there's people that do care. And, um, we know a lot of great advocates. Yeah. We we really yeah. do, and we surround ourselves with great people. But it just yeah. sometimes it's frustrating. It's upsetting yeah. because you think there's people out there that could truly make a difference and, the, and they won't. But then there's that old mm -hmm. saying that those that have won't help and those that have nothing will help. And, and it's kind of true, you know, to the sense that I know people that would give someone the shirt off their back. But yet I know people that have everything on the planet they could ask for and they won't so much as give them a nickel. I mean, and, and we've seen that throughout the advocacy work we've done. So, but it's just, I don't know. To me, it's sad. It's, it's really sad because like I said, these people could make a huge difference in one word, one post, one comment, and, and they won't, but they'll self-serve and make themselves either famous or more money, or like I said, put themselves on the pedestal. And I just, it's, it's upsetting, but it's more frustrating because it's like, I'm so frustrated to the fact that you will not use your status to make it better for our children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, people are, people are often really quick to boycott stores and businesses, you know, and, and you'll see so much of that. And there's a hashtag boycott and whatever the store business's name, and mm -hmm. you'll get that shared and shared and shared. And it's like, like wildfire takes off. But when it comes to, speaking out or speaking up about, you know, the abuse of a child, uh, they fall silent. They fall yeah. away. They, you know, they just kind of like, no, no. Mm -hmm. But they need to be quick to speak out about abuse or to report abuse as quick or quicker than they are about boycotting, you know, businesses or whatever, you know, it's just, Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah, make sense, really. It doesn't make sense, you know. No. Oh, boycott this. They they they're selling this, and that's not good. So boycott them, boycott them, boycott them. But you know, child being abused, you don't hear anything. Yeah. You know, no. you don't. It no. was like yeah, it's like a shrug of the shoulders. Yeah, well, you know. Like, oh well. Whatever. We need to speak out. We need to be unified. Because our world is, is just, our world is circling the drain. We're circling the drain. Mm -hmm. Ready to go down the we're, toilet. Come to a bad yes, <laughs> you know, we've got to get involved. Every single one of you out there has got to get involved and do mm -hmm. something. Speak up. You know, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, massive. But, you know, there's so many places that could use your help. Mm -hmm. So many different things you could, you could do. Even virtually, you can do things online. 
um, sharing posts, sharing posts, sharing information, sharing resources, you know, yeah. but do something, do something positive and help these kids because right. they need all of us. God help them. They need every one of us to stand up for them. They do. They really do. They do. And, you know, that this is going to continue on and on and on. And there's going to be so many more. You know, this is why it's, uh, we're just out here doing this. And we're, I'm not ashamed to do this. I'm not ashamed to stand up and say that child abuse is wrong. And stand up for child rights. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell my story because it was wrong. It never should have happened, you know, and I shouldn't be made to feel uh, lesser than or, you know, that I should just shut up and go away so I don't make no. people uncomfortable. You know, to know somebody, to know people who are abused, to know people who have experienced a lot of pain, you know, and it makes some people very uncomfortable to, to even think about that, you know. And it's like, we all need to kind of like get off of that whole thing, you know what I mean? And start just realizing that some, you know, people have been through a lot of tragedies. Some people have been through a whole lot. And, you know, to know them, you, you know, you're, you are going to, you know, you're, you're going to know somebody who's been in a lot of pain, you know what I mean? Um, but we need to deal with this. We need to be okay with talking about this. This is why we're, we're doing that workshop webinar um, with the Hope Collaborative, and, and it's actually called uh, Child Abuse, Let's Talk About It. And because it's so important to have this conversation and keep it going. Um, I remember when I first started speaking, even I grew up abused, you know, my, my, I, knew, I knew my parents were brought up on abuse charges. Um, you know, I, I was very young. I was really this like little toddler when the CPS people used to come around and check on the clipboards <laughs> just to make sure we weren't being abused. Um, but the thing is, it's like, you know, I, I knew I was abused, but the issue is, is I was, I, I only told a few, very few people anything about what was going on in my home. And, it, you know, as an adult later, uh, when I started to actually speak out in 2009, I remember how nervous I really was to actually sit there and actually say those words. You know, I was abused. I was raped as a child. I was beaten as a child. You know, it's so disturbing mm -hmm. um, when, you know, to actually start to think about this sort of stuff. And that's why I think that people have a real problem with it. But until, until we can actually have these conversations and, 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 and everybody get involved, it's not going to change. You know, no, never. It's, it's just going to get pushed back under the carpet because it's too uncomfortable to deal with, you know. And it's like, oh, well, you know, nobody wants to deal with this stuff. Nobody wants to hear about it because it's so it's so disturbing and so horrible. And it's like, yeah, but think about these kids that are laying in their cribs right, you know, tonight, tomorrow night, laying in their bedroom somewhere with their head busted open, you know, or some sort of internal bodily injuries. They're going to die, right? And that should really, really make people more more uncomfortable than talking about child abuse. Like Donna said earlier, you know, it's it's terrible, right? You know, um, many years ago, and this was before I moved up here to where I live now, so it was probably in the mid-2000s, 
and it was in a local Walmart down there. But I was I was wearing one of those blue silicone bracelets. Um, and I actually think that you had sent it to me, Donna. I did. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. But I was wearing the child abuse awareness bracelet and I had my hands on the on the handle of the, the shopping cart and I had an elderly woman approach me and very quietly told me she had never shared with anybody before she had been, you know, she had been abused, she had been raped, you know, and until that moment when she shared it with me, she never told anybody. And I'm like, my heart is just, yeah. wow. I mean, she had to be at least in her 70s. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. wow, to, to have something that sacred shared with me at that moment just really, really took hold of my heart. Mm -hmm. but, you know, this is it. be something simple as as the tattoo you know that I've got um, the semicolon tattoo that that people connect with or just wearing the bracelet and you know somebody come up to you and it's like in they may not even speak in words they they give you the knowing the look the knowing look mm -hmm. that yeah you know I know I understand um, yeah but to have her come up and share that just that was really special. And it was very courageous of her because I know, and you know, there was no talking about it, you know, when she was growing up, you know, she was, she would have, she would have been like yeah. my grandmother, you know, around my grandmother's age at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, she just carried that, si carried that with her in silence for her whole life. You know, this is just it. It was, so many it was a powerful moment. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's awesome. I get a lot of people too. Lee said about her tattoo. I get a lot of people with my tattoo. They'll mm -hmm. ask what the ribbon is for. And I always tell them I got it when Connor's law got passed. You know, That's just awesome. and it it mean it means the world to me. And a lot of people will say, Oh, you're such a cute, pretty girl. Why would you ever get a big tattoo on your finger? you have no idea what it meant for Connor's law to get passed for me. So to me, it's an accomplishment. It's an achievement <laughs> and I'm proud to wear it. <laughs> Very cool. That's right. That's awesome. I need one. <laughs> I have a yeah. tattoo, but I'm not telling anybody where, what it is or where it is. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, this is the thing I, I should, I, I had somebody actually on my, um, on my YouTube channel, my Lori Smith YouTube channel, Somebody said I should get a warrior, a survivor warrior tattoo or something like that. And I thought, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> it would be. You know, I just, it's it's just, yeah, you know, it's, I'm happy to use my voice. Happy to be able to do what Me I do. Um, yeah, I know Lee is too. Like we, that's why we do what we do. You know what I mean? Because we want to make a difference. And like I said, you know, it's not all like, you know, I mean, my, life isn't just all about depressing child abuse headlines. I mean, we, we have to live our lives too. You know what I mean? We, well, Lori, but, we do like we, yeah. we live our lives, but we do a lot of fun, great things too. I mean, we're out here, we're voices for children and that'll always be my number one thing, but we do a lot of good things in the community. We just provided Easter to kids in need. We provide Christmas to children in need. Um, Lee does a food pantry for pets and people. Um, we make sure that people have meals at holidays 
or um, in between, if they run short, we have like an emergency pantry. I mean, mm -hmm. we do all kinds of kids programs and we do things that are fun. So uh, like with our anti-bullying campaign, you know, we do things that are fun that build yeah. confidence in kids. So we really do do a lot of fun things. It's not all about sad, depressing headlines, but come on, let's be honest. Who can really look at those headlines and not be touched by them? And if you're not moved by reading that a child has been murdered and abused and killed, I, I then it has to make me ask what kind of person you are because I literally get goosebumps when I read those. Yeah. This is just it because I mean, that's a human being. That's not just some creature or some, you know, uh, you know, something, right? That's a human being, a little child, you know. I don't care how old the child is, you know. Uh, the issue is, is this is just not okay. Um, I don't know how people cannot care, uh, you know, and that's just it. I don't know. I don't get it why people don't care. And like I said, you know, they may not feel the same way that we do because, you know, what we, because we really care. Um, but it's just to realize that, Hey, you know, you can all, you can be an, you can be an eye. You can watch out for the children around you. Make sure that your own children are not being abused. Your grandchildren aren't being abused. You know, you could make sure that the children on your street are not being abused. You know, uh, just be an eye, be, keep your eye open, keep your ears open, you know, that's exactly. all. You don't have to be all involved like we are. But if you protected your own children, you know, if everybody would protect their own children, there would be no child abuse. Yeah. Think about that. You know? It's like, yeah, there would be no child abuse. If every single person protected their child from child abuse, there'd be no abuse. And we could all be happy. And yeah. But no, they're not going to protect their children. You know, and this is a sad thing, and they're going to abuse them, right? So, if you look at today's world, though, the technology we have and the things that people are doing in the mountains that are being moved, people's going to the moon. I'm, a, I mean, we, we're on Mars, all yeah. this stuff happening, but we can't stop child abuse. We can't educate kids early enough, like in high school, to let them know that abuse of any kind is wrong so that they don't, they don't go on and abuse kids. I don't understand why it is so hard to stop child abuse when we can do all these other things. We need some good people, the right people to step up and use their voices and let people know that it's not okay. A lot of things that kids see, they're getting off movies, they're getting off songs and they're trying to reenact it. And a lot of times people don't understand that there is reality and then there's fiction and fantasy. And a lot of people cannot, you know, come between the two and understand mm -hmm. that this is pretend and this is real life. And that's a huge problem. We run into that every day, Lee and I, when we're getting different people emailing us saying about different situations they're in. I mean, these people think like they're bad or they're gangsters or they're, and you're standing there shaking your head like, you know, what movie did you just watch on TV? Because that's the scenario you're giving us. You know, mm -hmm. life's not a reality show or TV or a movie or a rap video. You know, we have to move past that, but we have to let people understand that there is a difference between reality and fiction, and some people cannot comprehend the two. Yeah. No, it's true. And I don't get, yeah, no, this is it. And people, it's, people tend to, whatever they see on TV, they tend to emulate it. 
Yeah. You know, and so they, so if it's, if, it, if they're young and they're seeing a bunch of people that are uh, just partying, um, you know, all they care about is the party, the, you know, the, the, the sex, whatever it is, um, you know, and who cares about the kids? They're going to think that that's what life should be about. Because they see that stuff on those videos, on those exactly. videos and, and uh, on TV and movies and stuff like that. And they think, oh, that's what life should be about. So they're just really getting a warped sense of what life really should be about. <laughs> it shouldn't be about that. You know what I mean? No. Uh, it's really, it's so, um, our world is really messed up. I hope that the future generations, you know, because it's too late for this one. But I really hope that the future generations will figure it out. I, really I do, do too. I'm, I have five grandbabies in this world. I, I need something to change. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. I, I want it to be better for them. That's that's why yeah. I come out. That's why I'm out here every day, every week. I'm using my voice. Mm -hmm. I do every and anything within my community that I can do to make it better for kids. I'll never stop being a voice, but I, I, I want it to be better for my grandchildren. I, I really do. I want them to live in a better world than what we have today. But as of now, I don't see that happening. Yeah, People just becoming more right. hateful, more spiteful. People no, are killing people over, over senseless things. I mean, I turned on the news the other night and I very rarely watch TV anymore. And mm -hmm. because someone was asked to put a mask on, two family members went back and shot this guy and killed him. And it was like, just because they asked you to put a mask on. And it mm -hmm. just, you know, it just, it just makes you think, you know, what are these people thinking? They're not, that's the problem. <laughs> no, they're, they're um, just acting on emotion. So they're mad. Oh, then they have to kill somebody. You know what I mean? It's like, get mad but you don't have to kill somebody if you don't like something walk away you know what i mean like there's no that's what i mean there's no excuse for this behavior out here there's no excuse for this violence and for this abuse and for this sexual assaults there's just no there's senseless no senseless violence yeah senseless violence yeah it's incredibly wrong so this is so if we want a different world, then we have to be the ones to change it. So that's why we're kind of, you know, we are a voice out here sort of in the conscience of the world's ear, you know, irritating people <laughs> saying, come on now, we know this is wrong. But how many people are willing to stand up and say, how Not many people? Many. Yeah, if we if we if we could just put a challenge out to people, you know what I mean? And, and you know, just say. Do you have like, can you do what we do and do, a, you know, an hour and a half video and talk about how wrong it is to abuse children and how wrong it is to sexually assault anybody and that, that this is all incredibly wrong? I challenge you. We do it all the time. This is something that we do all the time. This is what we do. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I've done 1,500 shows talking about child abuse. That's a lot. It's like a... 750 hours or more it's probably more like a thousand hours worth of material <laughs> it's like and i know that donna and lee have done their share too so the issue they probably 
more than that, she said, I've recorded mine. Some of theirs would just be live and I mean, just not, not be so much recorded, right? So, so they probably got like two times what I've done because of the Lori, amount of I was speaking with someone the other night and we were saying about the amount of time that we put in. And I said, I can remember clear back in 2006 and early 2007 and, and after that, but that was the latest I can remember. We were doing 12 to 16 hour days on educating the public. We were doing radio. Yeah. We were doing interviews. We were traveling. We were doing books. We were doing public speaking. I mean, 12 to 16 hours a day. And I have a writing group and I have been trying to get them to be more involved in writing. And, and Leah assists with the group. She's a huge help. She comes up with the, the writing, um, like, instructions as to what they're going to work on each week and and she does a really great job but That's i awesome. go there and every week i tell these people you know you have to dedicate at least an hour or two a week to your project i can't get them to dedicate an hour or two a week but they don't believe that we used to do 12 and 16 hour days and i'm like you have yeah. no idea when we were with this one particular organization we worked our butts off yeah we did and it's funny because we never ever thought twice about those 12 to 16 hour days, but you've got no. people that don't really give up an hour a week. No. And it's like, it. it just goes to show how much we're dedicated to our cause. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, because it matters, because every child's, every child's life matters. Every, every life matters, right? And this is the issue. It's, you know, um, we're just willing to say it. This is, this is, you know, yeah, we're willing to stand up and say it and keep saying it and maintain it. And this is the issue. That's why I say it's going to take everybody to get to change this world. So for all these people out here who, you know, who like what they see in the world, well, go for it. You know what I mean? Your generation will die off. And hopefully there'll be some other, you know, newer generations that, that you know, that come up that actually say, this is wrong, this needs to stop. You know what I mean? Because this is not what life is about. Killing, maiming, torturing, yeah. abusing children, raping people, raping children. This is not okay. And I'm willing to say it. And so we all are. <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. You know, it's and we're going to keep okay. on. Children. Yeah, life, it's, it's, it, children were put here to abuse, right? So I hope that, uh, I hope everybody will just, do what you can in your own capacity. That's what I always say. Not everybody can spend 12, 16 hours a day doing this stuff. But that's no. what, you know, because we could at the time. And yeah. I know you guys you guys were doing this long before I came along. But the thing is, is like, I mean, you know, some people just don't have that kind of time. So that's okay. But, you know, just like I said, get involved however you can. You know, protect your own children. Protect the children around that, that hang out with like your, you know, your children's friends and stuff like that. Keep an eye on them. Make sure they're not being abused. And you'll be doing the biggest job ever, you know, because there's so many people out there that could really thwart and ward off a lot of abuse if they just protect their own children and their children in their lives, right, to make sure that they're not being abused. So, be, you know, be on the lookout for children and get, learn, learn what the signs and symptoms are, you know. And like I said, we've got tons of resources. We even have free ebooks that you can download that Donna and Lee put together and some other people. There's tons and tons of research resources like, uh, you know, signs and symptoms, what to look for. Um, and you can grab that from our website. 
And yes. it's, they're all free, free eBooks. They're free downloads full of really good information. So, you know, if you're just unsure, you know, or you just, you know, there's plenty of material out there on the web, but we're just another resource. That's why I keep mentioning it. Yes. You know, you can, we've got free stuff out there. You can get a hold of and read and you, you know, if you're not quite sure what to look for, how to protect your children online, internet safety, you know, how to make sure that no one's grooming your children, you know, yeah, um, it's very important. Absolutely. So, you know, get the information if you're a parent and, you know, whether you get it from us or somebody else, whatever, just get the information and learn how to protect your children. Right. So important. Exactly. All right. Well, is that about it, ladies? Yes. <laughs> we, we said our piece <laughs> but we're not done because we have a lot more to say but not tonight so that's I guess we'll, we'll sign up tonight. next week I hope you'll join us because next week is Wednesday, uh, Wellness Wednesday and um, so I hope you'll be sure and, and check that out and um, and then the following week toward at the end of the month there on the 27th of April we're doing the uh, Hope Collaborative Riverside Family Services um, webinar workshop. So I'm really we're excited about that. that. Very I am too. Yeah, this is what a great opportunity, and you know, for them to contact us and just you know, so so cool. Like it really is, and so um, we're looking forward to that. And um, I hope that you'll check that out and get the information, share it around. You know, um, just know if you do purchase my books, the three books that I wrote: Life of Death, Redemption, uh, Levita Jubilees, One Child to Be a Survivor to Another, The Journey. If you purchase my books, all proceeds go to Community Kids Watch program in memory of Anson Stover. That's a great honor for me. And so, I'm, you know, if you do purchase those, um, just know that I'm not making any money off my books, and I never have, and I don't want it. That money goes to to stop and prevent child abuse, right? So, and right now, it's, it, it will always now go to AU4H, Advocates United for Humanity, to fund and uh, the programs that we have going to work to stop and prevent child abuse. So. All right, that's, I just want to make sure I got that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to say. Have a great day. Good night, Thanks. everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Share our stuff. You know, smash that like button, you know. Smash that um, like button. <laughs> subscribe button. Have a great night, everybody. Take really good care of yourselves. And good night. Good night, Lee. Good night, Donna. Good night. Talk to you later. <laughs>